Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. The Westwood One Podcast Network presents The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. We're going to talk today about Lieutenant Michael Behenna, who was granted a pardon by Donald Trump, President Donald Trump. Eleven years ago, the Savage Nation came to his rescue, and we're going to tell that story today. Lieutenant Behenna acted in self-defense as he was taking a terrorist back to his neighborhood after he had killed two of his old men, own men. Behenna says this man tried to grab his service weapon, and he had to shoot him to save himself. He thought the justice system would see his innocence. Well, there is no justice in the military justice system when it comes to heroes. After not allowing the prosecution's own expert witness to testify and exonerate Behenna's innocence, the kangaroo court convicted Behenna and sentenced him to 25 years in Leavenworth prison. That sentence, because of our pressure, was later reduced to 15 years. And Behenna was paroled in five years after being a model prisoner. That's because we kept pressuring him on the savage nation. Lieutenant Behenna lost not only prime years of his life for trying to defend himself, but found himself deeply in debt due to the cost of his own legal defense. Now that's where the savage nation came in. Michael Savage was the only voice in talk radio to make America aware of this injustice. Together with you, the Savage Nation audience, we were able to raise over $100,000 for his legal defense and get him a car, a truck, I believe, to start a brand new life on the ranch. And here we are, nine years after I made you all aware of this injustice, President Trump gave him the pardon he has long deserved. If this is the first time you're hearing of this, I want you to listen to what happened right here on the Savage Nation. I brought this story to your attention and asked you to add to my donation for his legal defense, and you, the Savage Nation, helped enormously. Michael Savage, a host like no other. How many times have people said, oh, I wish this double chin would just go away? From now until Mother's Day, your wish is our command with Genucel's outrageous Mother's Day sale. Double chins, ugh, sorry. Double chins, sagging jawlines, turkey necks are real problems. It sounds funny, I know. But they're, they're pro- when you look in the mirror, they're problems. Luckily, there's a new product, Genucel jawline treatment formula with MDL technology. Robin S. from Lubbock, Texas writes this. I put that jawline cream on my neck like two or three days ago. That is the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks young. I am blown away, she says. Sure, you could use expensive or harsh treatments to look younger, but why would you do that when you have this? This is your last chance to get the Genucel jawline treatment absolutely free when you order the classic Genucel for eye bags and puffiness. Wait, with its instant effects, see results in the first 12 hours, guarantee to your money back. You heard me right. Go to GenuCell.com, that's GenuCell.com, or call 800-SKIN-891. Write it down and call it, 800-SKIN-891, 800-SKIN-891. One more time, I'm sorry, I'm going to beat it into your head, you're going to call it. 800-SKIN-891, a surprise Mother's Day premium gift comes with all orders. Call 800-SKIN-891, 
or visit GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com or call 800-SKIN-891. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. I want you to listen now to this interview from 2010. 2010. You know how long ago that was? Well, nine years ago. With the mother of Lieutenant Pahanna, Vicky, as she describes what happened and what her family was put through by the injustice of the military system. You know that I have backed U.S. Marines unfairly accused of, uh, of crimes they didn't commit. I gave my own money. Many of you gave hundreds of thousands of dollars to the defense of many of them. Well, now we have a new campaign and a new case. This one may be the most egregious example of military cowardice and insanity, and it has to do with Lieutenant Behenna, a member of the uh, elite Army Rangers, and his mother joins us right now, Mrs. Vicki Behenna, right now on the Savage Nation. Mrs. Behenna, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, this is one of the most outrageous examples of uh, military injustice I've ever seen. And you, you are yourself a U.S. attorney, is that correct? I am. I am. So and I'm your husband is a former agent of the FBI? Well, he's, he's an analyst for the FBI, former agent for the State Bureau of Investigation, yes. Well, how could this be happening to your son then? I don't know. I wish I could answer that in a quick answer. Uh, it, it's been an unbelievable experience, <laughs> to say the least. Now, my headline is, another soldier railroaded for doing his job, save Michael Behenna. Can you please tell us? From your point of view, what your son is accused of doing and what evidence was withheld in his defense? Yes. Um, Michael's platoon was hit in April of 2008. Michael read a military intelligence report that a man by the name of Ali Mansour was a member of al-Qaeda cell and that al-Qaeda was responsible for the hit. So the platoon goes out and they detain Ali Mansour. Ten days later, and they take him into the custody for the military intelligence. Wait, well, Mrs. Behenna, how many men did this man... Uh, this Mansour kill? He killed two of Michael's soldiers, seriously injured the platoon sergeant and the company medic that was traveling with him, and two Iraqi citizens that were traveling with the platoon. All right, so your son has the guts to go out as a U.S. Army Ranger and, and hunt them down, unlike the military brass that hides behind double talk in Washington. Pardon me for adding some of the, 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 the anger I have for these phonies. Please go on. Well, he detains him. Michael thinks that's going to be the end of the Mansour. He's not going to have to worry about him. Mansour lives in Michael's area of operation. I mean, the platoon has to go into his town every day. Uh, ten days later, Michael finds out he's going to be released. Michael asks the military intelligence guys to do more interrogations because he realized that they didn't ask Mansour anything about the IED attack on April 21st that killed his soldiers. And they do a little bit of an interrogation, but they tell Michael it really doesn't matter what he's going to say. He's been ordered released, and Michael is ordered to take him home. Oh, my God. So, in other words, whoever did this is now doubly, um, how shall I say, insulting your son. Yes, yes. So somebody in the military brass not only let this this terrorist killer go, but he tells your son to take him home? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. This is a... This is definitely some type of vendetta from somewhere. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I work in the world of police officers a lot, and never when there is a, a partner shooting do police officers even get involved in arresting or taking the suspect home. I mean, you just... When but before we go on to what happens next, now I'm getting really, really intrigued. You are a U.S. attorney, or you were a U.S. attorney, and didn't you prosecute some individuals in the Oklahoma City bombing? 
Yes, I did. And I still am a current U.S. attorney. Do you think that there is some kind of political payback here from somebody? I, I can't imagine why. I mean, I'm just a little assistant. I mean, I, I'm just a federal employee that does a federal prosecutions. I can't imagine, although that's been suggested to us before. Well, we'll go into that a little later. All right, so your son, Michael, uh, 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 an Army Ranger, is now not only uh, told to take this murderer back to his village, but what happens next? Well, Michael decides if the Army military intelligence wasn't going to obtain the information that he needed to protect himself and his soldiers, that he would do it himself. So he takes Mansoor out, he takes his interpreter with him, and he does an interrogation. And uh, Michael sits him on a rock, and he has his a service weapon drawn on him, and he begins asking him, who are the members of the al-Qaeda cell? Where are you getting your financing? Why are you traveling to Syria? At one point in time, Mansoor gives an answer that Michael didn't understand. Michael understands a little bit of Arabic and knew that he kept saying, no, I don't know anything. Michael turns to look to his translator to get the interpretation, so he knew what he said. When he turns his head from Mansoor, he hears a rock hit the side of the culvert that they were in. Michael turns back. Mansoor, uh, during the interrogation, was seated. He is now standing. He has his arm outstretched. Michael thinks he's reaching for his service weapon, so he fires a controlled pair. And Michael is then charged with the premeditated murder of Ali Mansour. So in other words, basically, he had the guts to be on the front lines, and the cowards with all of the uh, uh, medals on their chest in Washington have decided to railroad your son. What was the penalty? What did they charge him with? They charged him with premeditated murder. The penalty for that is life in prison. Um, Michael told me not long after there was an investigation, he said, Mom, if they just know what happened out there, it'd be okay. In my experience in the criminal justice system, I was told, Michael, that, well, that's okay. The truth, I mean, trials are a search for the truth. That's what we do. Because the story gets worse as the trial proceeds and, and the evidence that was with It him. gets worse in the sense that an expert witness who corroborates your son's side of the story, owing to blood spatter evidence and whatnot, his testimony was thrown out. Is that correct? It's hidden. He's the in other words, they wouldn't even admit the evidence that supported your son. They wouldn't even tell the defense lawyers. They sent him home. But well, why? Why are they persecuting Michael Behenna? Why? Who's doing this? I, I wish somebody would tell me. I don't know if it's incompetence or fear or political correctness or all of the above. I don't know. Uh, but I know the criminal justice system well enough to know that if you're... Well, where is your son right now? Where is he in a military jail? Yeah, he's at Fort Leavenworth Prison. Oh, my God. How long has he been locked up? They took him into custody in March of, of last year. Oh, my God. You know, when people say to me, how are things, I never complain. Because I say to them, things are great. I don't want to complain because God will punish me if I do. I can't imagine the hell you're living in. It's been unbelievable. As I said, I, I promised Michael that trials were a search for the truth and that justice would prevail. And, and to know that the government prosecutors had evidence that their own expert told them their theory was wrong uh, and that Michael's rendition of the story was correct. And they didn't give that to the defense counsel and sent the expert home. Is it's just something you? When you said they, who was they? Who didn't give the expert testimony? Who's they? The, the three uh, government prosecutors, uh, all captains: Captain Megan Portier, Captain uh, uh, Elbert, and Roberts. I so they have names. 
Um, and and where are these prizes of humanity right now? Are they in Iraq or back in America enjoying themselves? The 101st Airborne, Michael was with the 101st Airborne when this incident occurred, and they were attached to the 101st Airborne. Uh, there was one of them, um, Mr. or Captain Elberts, who was associated with the 1st Armored Division, so I think he still might be in Germany. Well, we'll get to them a little later on. Let's deal with your son. He's been tried and convicted and sentenced? Yes, yes. The um, the jury did not find him guilty of premeditated murder, but of unpremeditated murder. And the jury gave him a sentence of 25 years. Oh, my God. Now, in the system of military justice, which we both know is to justice what military music is to actual music, even on the best-case scenario, how many years does he have to serve? The whole term? Uh, a third before he's eligible for parole. So, in other words, a mass murderer here in America, a rapist, a mass murderer, an Islamic bomber, would have a better chance of appeal than your son does. Well, now, we are on appeal, and I'm hoping and praying that the appellate court will do something, but uh, so far, I don't know. Now, you say appellate court. You mean military appellate court? Yes, it's a military appellate court. Yeah. Is this in the Army or the Marines? This is the U.S. Army, correct? This is all the Army, yes. All right. Here's what we're going to have to do. I'm not going to rest until your son is freed. I said the same thing about Lieutenant Colonel Chassani. Even though one trial after another exonerated him, the military kept persecuting him. You know that how this works, don't you? Do. Even when they're found innocent, these vermin... I, I, I Look, I don't want to get started because I don't want to make anybody uh, in a worse situation than they are. These are cowards. Most of these prosecutors are cowards. But how do we help you? First of all, it must cost you money, right? Don't you need a lot of money for this? It, it, has, it has cost us a, a, a lot, but of course, we'd do whatever we could do to defend our son. I mean, we're... we're of course we, you would, but how much money have you spent already defending an innocent hero? Um, probably close to $200,000. $200,000 from two government employees. $200,000, and you're doing this all on your own right now. No doubt you had a mortgage or a house or something for this. Is that correct? We, we've had to take some additional debt, and, and our friends have helped, and, and uh, it's been nice. We've raised... Well, I'm going to make a donation of $25,000 right now out of my own pocket. That's first of all. That That's number one right out of my own pocket. That's coming from Michael Savage to the Behenna family. I'm giving you $25,000 because I want to make the people who listen to the show understand how important it is that they reach in their pockets and before they give a nickel to Haiti, they give a dollar to your, to your son's defense. Because if we don't support our heroes, then uh, all of the tragedies on earth won't add up to a hill of beans as far as I'm concerned. Because this is a greater tragedy to me than any I've ever seen. Because your son is a hero. Your son is innocent. Your son is being railroaded by evil forces in the military who simply want to throw him under the bus, and they did so. And I want your son exonerated and freed, and then I want to go after the prosecutors and see if we can strip them of their pensions and throw them into a dark cell somewhere. But let's start with the good, and then we'll wor worry about the vendetta. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. You just heard this heartbreaking story from the mother of this American hero. You heard the Supreme Court would not even hear the case. Four years after this, I talked to Mrs. Behenna again to celebrate the parole of Michael Behenna. Please listen to what happened as this man sat in prison and how his family got through this terrible, terrible injustice. You're, many of you remember Lieutenant Michael Behenna, who did his job heroically by killing a known al-Qaeda operative while serving in Iraq because they had just killed two of his men. 
In other words, he was brave enough to go to fight to begin with. Then he did his job. And as a result of it, a kangaroo court was held and a panel of seven military officers, none of whom had combat experience, convicted this heroic Lieutenant Bahana of unpremeditated murder and assault and convicted him and gave him a 25-year sentence in prison for killing one of our Islamo-fascist enemies. Well, many of you were outraged, as was I. We did what we could, and then we forgot the case. I'm sorry to say we forgot the case. And there's someone who didn't forget his case, and that's his family. And joining us right now is his incredibly brave mother. It must have taken a great toll on her. Vicky Behenna, so glad for you, and thank you for being back with us on The Savage Nation. Oh, I'm so glad to be here and thankful that I can finally give some good news. Vicki, how did this come about that your son is going to be released? How did this happen? Well, you know, we've been, for the past five years, going through appeals. I mean, it's been an incredibly long process. Michael's case went all the way up to the Supreme Court last year and was denied. Uh, and so we had a parole hearing in January, and, uh, you know, Keeping our fingers crossed and saying a lot of prayers, we asked the board to release Michael. I mean, he's no threat to society. And uh, we just heard on Wednesday that they've agreed to go ahead and grant his request for parole. Oh, thank God. And this is odd in that it's coming to us under the Obama administration. Isn't that odd? Well, you know, I don't know. I, I, I know the politics were at work. I don't know exactly who makes the decision. I do think it's higher than the board, the, the policy and review board in the Army. Uh, but I don't care how it came down. I'm just so grateful it did. And he, are, you sure, are you sure this is really going to happen? Well, you know, I'm kind of holding my breath. And while I've been nothing but giggly and bubbly since I heard this on Wednesday, you know, he doesn't get released until the 14th. And yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that might... You know, in any way endanger this this release because we want to wait until he is out. How many years has he been behind bars? It'd be five years in March. And he, he his wife and he had a child, if I remember correct correctly. Is that correct? He, he did not. No, thank God. Um, and and Shannon and Michael never got married. I mean, they he, she still remains his girlfriend. She still goes and sees him. Wow. Um, he's still there. Five years in one of the worst prisons in America, which is Leavenworth, Al-Qaeda is treated better at, at Guantanamo than he was treated by what I've read. How much money did this cost your family, Vicki? Let's cut to the chase here. This must have cost you an awful lot of money. It, it, it's incredible. I mean, you can imagine going all the way up to the Supreme Court, the kind of people and lawyers you have to hire to do that. But, I mean, we're most grateful to you in particular on that because you were so instrumental and helpful in your listeners and getting us some money to help us go through the appeal well vicky do you still have a defense fund where my listeners can send donations to help michael now that he's coming out and to help you uh restore some of the money that you had to use to get him out we do and we've, we've established a new start fund is what we're calling it for michael to kind of help him get on his feet i mean obviously he's He's got to um, buy clothes. He's got to have a car. He's got to have an apartment. God. And so, yes. What is, what is the email? Tell it to me. I'll put it on my website. It's www.defendmichael.com. Defendmichael.com, and we can make donations right there? Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to make a donation the minute the show is over. I mean, I, I am so happy. I never thought that they would reverse this because these bureaucracies, once they... 
make a mistake, they usually never reverse themselves. It's almost like a divine intervention. But it's the mother. It's you. You didn't stop. It's, the, it's his girlfriend who never stopped believing in him. Why should they? Your son is an American hero, Vicky. Here is a, a, a young man who joins the military after 9-11 to, to fight battles for this country, and look what happened to him. <clears throat> yeah, it's inconceivable to me. I mean, I, a lot of people told me, how do you keep fighting and why you keep fighting? And I said, well, you know, it, it, I, it, it was an injustice here. And it's not just an injustice because it happened to my son. But how in the world do we expect to send soldiers and combat Marines into combat zones and not support them? They're going to make decisions that the general public's not going to like. But you don't incarcerate them for the decisions that they make. Lieutenant Behanna, by the way, received this call to serve his country while attending the University of Central Oklahoma. And by the way, he comes from a family of public servants. The woman you are listening to, if I'm not mistaken, Vicki Behanna, uh, was an assistant U.S. attorney. Is that correct? That's right, until November of last year, yes. And, and his father was a retired special agent with the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation. And look what they did to an American hero. Look what happens when a, when a military gets out of control. When was he sentenced? Excuse me, when did this event occur? What year, Vicki? The shooting incident occurred in uh, May of 08. Now, when was the court-martial? Was it under Bush? Was it under the Bush years? He was charged under Bush and went to trial the first part, well, in, in February of 09, just after Obama came into office. But we begged Bush to intervene. I went on the show over and over again and begged George Bush to intervene and overturn this injustice. He did nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. Nothing. And I don't understand how people can't get outraged by this, that it seems to me there's something very wrong here. When George Bush, who in fact uh, sent these men to war, wouldn't even go uh, to bat for the, for the, for the young men who, who went to war for us. Right. And, you know, I think I would have understood it had Michael, I mean, you know, there was one first a sergeant that went out in Afghanistan and killed 12 people just randomly. I think I would have understood people's desire not to touch Michael's case if it involved facts like that. But everybody knows, the Army knows, that the man that Michael shot was a member of al-Qaeda. And the man was coming toward Michael to take his weapon from him, to use it against him. How in the world you can charge a soldier for a shooting incident and convict him of murder is, is just beyond me. I don't understand. Now, didn't they then, after they convicted your son and put him in Fort Leavenworth, didn't they release this terrorist, Mansoor? Well, he, he's dead, but they have released many uh, terrorists. Wait, it says in May of 08, without explanation, Army Intelligence ordered the release of Mansoor. Was he released at that time? Well, that's right, and I didn't get the timeline. I apologize for that. Okay, so let me just... There's an April... Oh, I'm sorry. He was released. I get it. That's when Behenna was taking him back to his home. I get it. That's, That's what happened. I see. Yes. I see. Okay. And in the struggle in the car, when, when this terrorist tried to overpower your son and take his gun, your son fired a weapon and killed him. That's what happened, right? That's exactly right. And the forensic evidence supports Michael's claim of self-defense. It's not just Michael saying it was self-defense. The forensic evidence supports it. Now, how could a panel of seven officers, none of whom had combat experience, convict, have convicted your son? What are they just I, like? What are they doing on, on panels if they don't even know what combat is all about? 
Well, I, I, you know, I think that, that, first of all, that's a great question. But secondly, I think juries make mistakes when they don't get all the evidence. Remember, that was the first thing that we had in Michael's case is that the government prosecutors withheld evidence that their own expert agreed it was self-defense. Yes, they withheld evidence in order to railroad your son. Well, look, I'm going to do this as often as I can, www.defendmichael.com. I, I don't want to Im impose on him or on you in any way, and it's not for ratings. It's just that, God, we want to apologize to him for this government for doing this to him. That's what I would like to be able to say to him is I apologize for my government. I apologize for George Bush not stepping up to the plate to help you. Uh, that's all I would say to him, because if it wasn't for brave men like your son, frankly, the wolves would overtake all of us, Vicky. And God bless you for uh, having produced such an American hero. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he gets that car, that the clothing, maybe a job. There's probably listeners to this show right now, Vicky, who would like to offer your son much more than I can. And I'm sure you'll hear from them at defendmichael.com. God bless you for being so supportive of him. I mean, it it just warms my heart. And, and there have been so many people that have been so generous to him already. And I, I just appreciate everything that you have done. Well, I didn't do it for me. I did it for you. Uh, I can't imagine what toll it's taken on you, Vicky. Look, America knows the truth. And how this miracle occurred is really in God's hands. I don't know what made the Army finally come to its senses, but let's all hold our breath and look forward to the day that Michael Behenna can be back with you and his girlfriend and, you know, his family and maybe join us on the Savage Nation. That's the least important part of, of that statement. No, it would be wonderful. I look for that day, <laughs> hopefully soon. Vicki Behenna, again, if you want to help Michael Behenna put his life back together again after this grave injustice that was done to him, by the Bush administration. The uh, website is www.defendmichael.com. Vicki Behenna, God bless you, and thank you for giving America a true American hero. Well, and thank you for telling Michael's story. Okay, we'll keep doing it. It is 44 minutes after the hour. I um, got to tell you, that was quite a touching interview with the mother of this young man. Can you imagine if you're a mother, if your son had lived through something like this? Can you imagine? And we're not talking about an ordinary criminal case, of which there probably are many in this country, of people falsely accused. We are talking about wartime, in a war zone, an American hero, an, M an American army ranger, who stood up to this, this piece of garbage, this Islamo-fascist, who was trying to kill him, and shot him in a struggle because he was strong enough to do so and had the presence of mind. The cops in this country go through this on a daily basis. The police in this country face the very same situation. Transporting these animals, let us say, to holding cells or to prisons, their lives are in danger. And so if one of these animals gets loose from the cage and attacks the policeman, the policeman now blinks and thinks twice about shooting him dead for fear the very same thing will happen to him that happened to many other police and to Lieutenant Pehenna. This is all as a result of the mental disorder known as liberalism, which is killing all of us. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. And now, a special prize for you. I want you to hear from the lieutenant himself from the year 2014, as he called the Savage Nation to tell his story and to thank you. The story you are about to hear is 100% true, and perhaps one of the most important stories you will hear 
in a very long time. It's about the persecution of an American hero by the government that sent him to war. His name is Lieutenant Michael Behenna, who was sentenced to 25 years in prison for doing what he was sent there to do. Finally, they've released him, and he's going to speak to you, the American people, right here on the Savage Nation. Lieutenant Behenna, first of all, I want to thank you for the service to, to this country. I don't know who else can say it for the way I feel. What they did to you was so crazy. Michael, welcome back to the real world. Dr. Savage, thanks for having me on. So can I ask you something? Is your is your release temporary or is it a permanent release? What have they done? Well, what they've done is they've released me on parole. In the military system, since my sentence was 15 years, you do a third, you're eligible for parole after a third of your sentence. So a third of 15 years is, is five. So I completed my five years. I came became eligible for parole, and then... Um, the, the army, army granted me parole. But can they revoke that parole for, for uh, make-up reasons or, or what? Well, they could. If, if I violated parole, I have a parole officer right now, so there are stipulations that I have to follow. Um, if I violated those, then yes, well, they could revoke Well, let me be clear. I don't want to put you in any jeopardy by talking about your case on this show. So I want to be very clear, Michael, although I've tried to help you in the, in the years that passed, and thank God many people understood what uh, situation you've been put in. If you don't want to answer a question, feel don't feel pressured to. But I'm going to tell the story about what they did to you from my point of view, and I'm not even asking you to comment. I'll make it generic. You're an Army. You're an, you are still an Army Ranger, aren't you? They didn't strip that away from you, did they? No. Okay, they can't take that honor away from you. So now you're over in Iraq. You have a platoon under your command. Your platoon is attacked, two of your soldiers are killed, two more are injured, and they captured the head of that terrorist cell, didn't they? Right. His name was uh, right. Ali Mansour. Uh, Mansour, yes. Then Army Intelligence orders the release of this Mansour. Is that correct or incorrect? That's correct. Why did they order his release, Lieutenant? I don't know. Okay, so they order him released. I don't know. And then why did they give you the order to return this terrorist to his home? Why you? I don't know. Ah, uh, okay, we don't know again. I'm not going to ask you to fill in the blanks. I think many of us are starting to fill them in ourselves. You're returning him to his home. You ask him about other members of the terrorist cell. You ask who's supporting him. Manser attacks you. You fight for your life, and you kill the terrorist in self-defense. Instead of being given the Silver Star of Valor, you're prosecuted by the government for premeditated murder. Isn't that correct so far, Lieutenant Banner? That's correct. Okay, and you're given 25 years to, uh, of a sentence or 15 or whatever? Mm -hmm. Well, I, originally I was sentenced to 25 years, and then I received clemency twice while I was in prison. So that's how I, I ended up with 15 years. Oh, my God, what a miscarriage of justice in my opinion. And all you were trying to do was act to prevent further loss of life for your uh, other platoon members. I don't understand how these things happen, but I'm not surprised by anything that that happens in a government bureaucracy. You were kept in Fort Leavenworth, isn't that true, Lieutenant? Yes, sir. I'm not going to ask you to comment on it, but as far as I can tell, the treatment of Al-Qaeda in Gitmo is better than the treatment that many men get at the Fort Leavenworth. Please don't comment. 
because I'm sure that your superiors wouldn't like to hear uh, any such comments. You're back out. Your family probably is, is so happy they can hardly talk. Meanwhile, you're stripped of uh, virtually all your income, and you have to start all over again. Isn't that true? That's right. How do we help you, Lieutenant Pahano? Well, I mean, you have a, a website. Is it still defendmichael.com? Yes, sir. Can yes, people make donate? I, I can mean, people from the make? When I got out, I've been trying to put my life back together. You know, I had to start all over again. You know, I started uh, buying clothes. I had to get a cell phone, health insurance. Um, I still need to get a car, or get a truck. Well, I want to help you get that car. I made the commitment when your mother was on the show a month, a few months ago, that I'd help you get that car. And I'm going to ask others who are listening to this show who want to help Lieutenant Pahena. Just pay him back for his service. Why don't you go to the... Can they make a donation directly to defendmichael.com? Yes, sir. I mean, there's a box to... Con I'm serious. I mean, I want people to make donations, uh, Lieutenant. And we're going to put a link to my to your website on mine. And then we're going to... I'll get back to you directly next week when I'm back from vacation. And we'll see how that's going. But I'd like people to send 25 50 100 bucks to your defense fund and see if we can get that car fund going. How much do you think you need to buy a car, Lieutenant, after all these years? <laughs> Knowing me, uh, you know, I'm cheap. So <laughs> oh, stop it. I just want something that runs. Okay, well, I'm not going to be surprised if the following happens, Lieutenant Pahena. My feeling is that there are people in the Savage Nation who uh, own a car dealership or who own a company and have a car. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't find one of them donating a car to you directly. But as I say... Give me a week or so to get back to you on this, because if they don't help you or there's not enough money contributed, I'll make sure that you get that car. I'll do it myself. Okay. Dr. Savage, thank you very much. Now, you've already done so much, you and your, your listeners. I mean, uh, I don't have to tell you, but, I mean, you've raised over $100,000 for, for my defense. Yes, but it didn't go to you. It went to your lawyers. That's the thing. And you, you put five years into prison for doing your job for America. I mean, we right. owe you. We owe you. We all owe you, Lieutenant Pahena. Please don't feel that we are, that you owe us anything. We are so heartbroken that the government would treat a hero this way that um, we don't know how to celebrate other than by saying thank you for your service, and we're going to try and help you not only get a car, but what would you like to do with your life, Lieutenant Pahena? Let's say you get that car, you've got some clothing, you get your life back a little bit, you start to get your feet a little solid on the ground. What kind of work would you like to do? Well, I already have a job lined up, and I start that in, in the middle of May, and that's uh, cattle ranching and farming. Isn't that amazing? No, it's not the Bundy Ranch, I hope, in Nevada. We want to... Uh, uh, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> we won't ask no comments on that, please. You're on parole. We don't want to hear your comments. <laughs> so, you get a little laugh. Uh, what are you going to... You're actually going to work on a ranch. Isn't that amazing? You want to get away from all of the craziness, huh? Get out in the country and live a, a quiet life. A real American man, unbelievable to me, the real McCoy. Is there anything that people can do who are listening to the show, Lieutenant Pahanna, to help you get back on your feet? We're not giving you a handout. We're giving you what you deserve, what you've done for this country. No one can even calculate what you've been through. By the way, you know, there's a, a I don't know if you know much about uh, Colonel West, Alan West. Have you heard? You know that story, don't you? Yes, sir. You know what happened to him. He was almost railroaded like you were in my opinion. Uh, and, and maybe Alan West, uh, he's no longer in office. We're going to get him to meet you and help you out and su such like that. 
Uh, when do you start your job? Is in? Uh, can you tell us which state it's in without being more specific? Yes, the the job that I'm going to have is in Oklahoma. It's in northern Oklahoma, and like I said, I, I start that in the middle of May. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Is there anything yeah. else that you need right now, Michael, besides a car? What else do you need? Well, me personally, I don't need anything else. But what I want people to realize that are out there listening is there are still others that are in Fort Leavenworth for similar type offenses or, or alleged crimes that, that I was convicted of. There are still guys sitting in Leavenworth for for uh, charges, murder charges. You're going back to the Iraq war, going back to the Iraq war? Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh my god. And you you're you're such a soldier, you don't want to leave any man behind on the battlefield. That's what I'm hearing. I would advise you not to discuss those cases right now on the radio because I can guarantee you that somebody will use it against you. But we heard you. We hear you. Who did you use as legal defense? Was there an organization, Lieutenant Pehenna? For legal defense? Yes. Did you have a, 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 a corporation? Uh, was it an organization, rather, that helped you or an individual attorney? The, the, uh, individual attorney. I had an individual attorney that, that helped me out through uh, my trial and then my appeals. Okay. The reason I ask is maybe we can find later on, I'll have you on when you're feeling up to it, to get um, something going for the other guys who are still uh, sitting there in that dungeon. And uh, I, I want to ask you some personal questions. How's your mother doing? Oh, she's doing great. She, <laughs> she. Uh, I don't know if she enjoys it, but I mean, she cooks for me almost every night, and and uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it. Well, she's a wonderful her, her person, and my, and my dad also. God bless your parents. They're so wonderful, not only for having produced a hero uh, like yourself, and I know you won't call yourself that but for standing with you every day of the lives of those five years. I can't imagine the hell they've been through. But uh, they're wonderful, wonderful people, and you're blessed. I'm not going to ask you the next question because it may not be the answer I expect to hear, but is that certain person who was with you in the beginning still there for you? Oh, uh, Shannon? Yeah, Shannon, I talk to her just about every night. Isn't that amazing? She's out there in in California, and that's where she works. And that's I still keep up with her, you know. Uh, like I said, we talk every night. And uh, uh, but I assume I assume that you no longer have that special relationship. Is that correct? Um, not like we had, but um, because if I keep this up, you're liable to get tw- if I keep this up, you're liable to get twelve proposals from Savage Nation women listeners who want to, uh, you know, go out with you. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> be, be very i mean some of them may be perfect for you i don't know but i'm not a matchmaker lieutenant Behenna. be careful with this audience you never know what they're liable to do for a real conservative man in a world filled with uh, uh, uh wimps you know right anyway lieutenant Behenna, this is not a laughing matter as you know i try to keep it a little light sometimes uh i just want to conclude by saying michael Behenna is an american hero he was in my opinion unfairly charged unfairly prosecuted he was put behind bars for five years in leavenworth prison he's out on parole and if you want to help him get his life back on track will you please for god's sakes go to defendmichael.com and make a donation of fifty dollars a hundred dollars two hundred and fifty dollars tell him you'll send him a car whatever you want to do buy him a house what's the difference 
Many of you have money to burn. You don't know what to do with it. And all that's going to happen is the government's going to take it from you. Let me let me be the pitch man, Lieutenant Ben. I'll do a good job. And by the way, next week when I get back from where I'm traveling, I'm going to link up your website with uh, uh, my website, and so people can make direct donations. Are there any words you'd like to leave uh, with the audience right now, Michael? Yes. There's a um, going back to those guys that are still in Leavenworth. There's a website that the listeners can go to. It's l10freedomride.com. Is yep. it L? Did you say L? L ten freedomride dot com. Yes, sir. It's L as in the letter. Wait, L as in the letter L, and then the number ten. Yes. Okay, I would advise you, and you should speak to your attorney, to limit the discussion of that incident. I think at this time to just what you said. I don't want to give the individuals who have power over you any power over you that they already don't have. If you follow me. Okay. Um, yeah, but they can go check that out, and they can read each individual story about the the inmates that are in Leavenworth. You know, okay, okay, I hear you. That, yes, and, and, no, I understand. You're a real, you're a stand up guy. The first thing you want to tell the audience is about the other guys that are that are in there, in your opinion, unfairly prosecuted and and incarcerated. I get it. I hear you. I know. I know what it must be like to to uh, to even uh, to live a day in, in in bondage. I can't imagine it actually. Lieutenant Michael Bano, all I can say for myself and the millions of listeners who have heard about your case, I want to thank you a million for all you've done for this country, for the service to the country, for the service to to, uh, to America, and, of course, for uh, joining us today in the Savage Nation. Listeners, go to defendmichael.com. And, Michael, let's try to get you back on in a week or so and find out how the donations are coming. Okay, that sounds good. God bless you, man. Thanks for being with us. It's 47 minutes after the hour. Uh, you just heard from Lieutenant Michael Behenna after five years in Leavenworth Prison for a crime he didn't commit, in my opinion. It was a miscarriage of justice from the get-go, from my opinion. It's something that went on under Bush. It didn't happen under Obama. And yet things happen to people that you can't imagine. Now that Lieutenant Behenna has received a pardon from the president, he could live his life quietly on a ranch, as he had wanted to do all along, and no stain of injustice. And this show and this audience should be proud of what we did to seek justice for Mr. Bahanna. But just as he reminded us, there are others out there who have a similar story who are rotting in a military prison. We must not forget them, and we must make sure the light of truth shines on them and they are pardoned as well. The Westwood One Podcast Network.